You are listening to the Advisor Solutions Podcast, episode 37. Welcome to the Advisor Solutions Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Finley, president of Advisor Solutions. Picture this. You're in a meeting with a prospect and their spouse, and it doesn't take you very long to realize that you're connected to one of them and not the other. (laughs) So you go through your recommendations and you look to the one you're connected to and you ask for the order and they seem like they want to be a client. The only problem is they turn to the one you're disconnected to and that person wants to think about it, read it over, or worse yet, talk about it when they get home. In other words, you didn't close the couple. (laughs) Can you relate to that story? Has that ever happened to you? Well, if so, know this, you are not alone. Most financial advisors, insurance agents, wholesalers, branch managers, and even agency managers don't have a process for knowing how to speak the couple's language. And they don't even know it. And the reason they don't know it is because they've never really understood how to master personality-based selling to be able to connect with each of the couple instead of just the one that they're most like and who's most like them. So what do you do? Well, you really have two choices. Keep doing what you're doing and you'll keep getting what you're getting. Or you could learn how to speak the couple's language. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Speaking the couple's language. So if you're ready to learn how to connect with the couple and have both of them connect with you, then stick around. So why this topic? Why would you want to learn how to speak the couple's language? Because as I said in a previous podcast, the one before this, mastering personality-based selling is really about knowing the art and science of connecting with people, hitting their hot buttons, and avoiding their cold buttons. And like I said before, people tend to work with people that they like, and people tend to like people that are like them. So this holds true in any kind of service business and any kind of sales business. People want to connect with people that they do business with. But what do you do when one of those two people have a polar opposite personality type as you do? (laughs) Remember the old saying, opposites attract? Well, I believe it's true. And typically, couples have opposite personality types. So... If you're connected to one and not the other, chances are that person's not connected to you either. And that's why you need to speak both of their languages. (laughs) Think of it this way. Let's say that one of them speaks English, and you're fluent in English, and one of them speaks Spanish, and you're fluent in Spanish. Well, if you speak both languages, then they're both going to feel connected to you. And each of those people will want to work with you because you speak their language. So what we're going to do today is we're going to cover three things. First, my speaking the couple's language story, (laughs) so that you understand why I developed this process in the first place. Second, strategies for adjusting your personality style, so you know how your personality affects others and what to do to make that connection. And third, the importance of personality-based selling to others, so you know how to weave the client couple conversation. Now, before we jump into those three things that you're going to learn in this podcast, 
I need to ask you a few questions. What would your business and your life, for that matter, be like if you, if you knew exactly how to make an instant connection with both of the couple? Would you feel energized? Would you feel empowered? Would you like your business more? And would you apply what you learned? If the answer is yes, then let's begin. Speaking the couple's language, making the couple's connection. Now, before we jump into this story that started it all for me anyway, I want to give you a brief overview of what I covered in the previous podcast, Mastering Personality-Based Selling. And what I want to do is a brief review of what I call the core personality types, C-O-R-E, Commander, Organizer, Relator, and Energizer. You see, by going over this brief review of core personality types that I did in the previous podcast, you'll understand how, how to close the client couple, and you'll understand the story that I'm about to tell you. So let's jump into each one of these core personality types. The commander. Now, the commander's personality type is someone who is a take-charge, decisive, results-driven person. Usually, you'll find this person in a leadership role such as an executive or business owner. Now, some of their challenges might be that they seem impatient, abrasive, and sometimes considered overly individualistic. The key to working with these types of people are exceed their expectations, because remember, the commander is results-driven. Let's go into the next one. The organizer. Now, the organizer personality type is somebody who's analytical, what they are, are quality conscious, accurate, methodical, and they focus on the facts. <laughs> Usually, you'll find this person in a very analytical type of role, such as a CPA or an engineer. In fact, you want this type of person as your CPA so they get it right. And some of their challenges may be that they seem pessimistic at times, doubtful, critical, or judgmental. The key to working with this type of personality is you have to provide accuracy because remember, the organizer is accuracy driven. The relator. Now the relator personality type is someone who is caring, supportive, and cooperative, and someone who tends to be a peacekeeper. Usually this is a person that's very nurturing and they have a nurturing type of role, typically with their profession such as a teacher or a counselor. And some of their challenges include being indecisive, overly passive, and sometimes they seem to be someone who wants to, to please others, and they can become very easily offended. The key to working with this personality type is to, to care about them and to care about their feelings, because remember, the relator is a feelings-driven person. The energizer. Now, the energizer personality type is someone who is enthusiastic, persuasive, and is full of energy. Usually, this person could be in an energetic role, such as a salesperson. Some of their challenges might include overlooking the details, acting impulsively, and sometimes being easily distracted. <laughs> the key to working with this personality type is you got to keep the relationship fun. Because remember, the energizer is fun-driven or energy-driven. <laughs> Now that we reviewed these different personality types, I'd like to tell you a quick story of how I put it all together one day. 
And I put this in my book, 101 Advisor Solutions, a financial advisor's guide to strategies that educate, motivate, and inspire. So I won't read this material verbatim, but I do want to jump into a few pages of the book so you get the full effect of what happened. What happened the first time I realized that I could do personality-based selling with not just one person, but two people at the same time. These two people had polar opposite personality types. And get this, I understood how I did it. So let's jump into a few pages of the book. Lois and Glenn are a couple in their mid-50s who came into my office for a first meeting. I greeted them in the reception area. <laughs> Glenn stood to his feet right away. He shook my hand and looked me straight in the eye. While Lois got up slowly. And with her head down and her eyes darting around the room, she gave me a not-so-firm handshake. She waited for everyone to start walking towards my office before she followed. And within the first minute, I knew Glenn could be classified as a, as a commander personality type. Well, Lois, she could be classified as a relator personality type. So on the way to the office, Glenn immediately spoke up. He said in a confident, demanding voice, Here's what we want to do. We want to retire in seven years. I cashed out some of my stock options, paid a lot in taxes, and I don't want to keep paying taxes while this money grows. <laughs> I immediately reiterated what he said. I summarized his bullet points. And upon hearing me, he looked at me and said, yeah, that's exactly what I want. And at this point, I turned to Lois and I asked her, how do you feel about this? And Lois replied just kind of sheepishly and she said, I don't know. I guess it's okay. Now let's take a look at what happened already. <laughs> let's take a look at the personality-based selling dynamic in the story so far. You see, first, I had immediately identified their core personality types. Then, I had appealed to Glenn's commander style by listening to him and summarizing what he wanted. And finally, I turned to Lois and I asked her how she feels. Because remember, in personality-based selling, Glenn is driven by results, but Lois is driven by feelings. So they are polar opposites. And they're not speaking the same language, so I need to speak their language. Now let's get back to the story. After doing an extensive profile of them and hearing about their investment goals, their risk tolerances, investment history, time horizon, and life transitions, we proceeded to the next step. I set the next appointment. They said they'd be glad to come back the following week. So keep in mind, they didn't say that they were going to come back because I had any kind of unique products. Anybody could have given them those products. There were hundreds of financial advisors in the Twin Cities, where I'm from. The reason that they said that they were going to come back was because I connected with them. <laughs> I connected with Glenn by being results-driven, and I connected with Lois by being feelings-driven. It was that simple. Now let's get back to the story. A week later, Glenn eagerly jumped to his feet as I walked out of my office to greet both of them. He was excited to find out what sort of recommendations I'd put together and how it could get him the results that he wanted. He was also excited to tell me his latest accomplishment on finding out more information about when he was eligible to exercise his other stock options. You see, I posed the question the previous week and he didn't have the answer, so he wanted to redeem himself, for his lack of knowledge, 
and explained to me what he had learned about the subject. (laughs) I patiently listened as he mapped out a three-year plan to continue exercising his stock, stock options. And, meanwhile, Lois rose to her feet and patiently waited for her husband to finish. I acknowledged this accomplishment to him, and I turned to more important matters, acknowledging her feelings. Hi, Lois, how are you doing? I asked. She smiled and began to tell me how she was doing as we walked into the office. So we did a little small talk, and and I moved on to summarizing the topic that we'd be covering that day. Any questions, comments, and concerns that they had, their present portfolio, any questions, comments, and concerns that I had for them, and the recommendations that I had put together, and then finishing out with any final questions. So I continued my second appointment worksheet process, and I recommended a variable annuity for part of the money. Let's jump into how I shared my recommendations with Glenn and Lois. I recommend a a variable annuity for part of this money because it could help you to accomplish what you want. You'll be able to take the money out within seven years without any back-end penalties, and you'll have tax-deferred growth, so you're going to have a larger amount than you would if we were getting taxed on it as it grows, which eventually means you'll have a, a better income stream. Glenn had spent a brief time as an insurance agent in his early years, back in the 80s. And he had a working knowledge of annuities. In fact, he made it very clear to me that he understood the product that I was recommending. Lois, on the other hand, didn't understand the product. (laughs) You could see on her face that she was lost. And if somebody, namely me, didn't help her understand this product, she wasn't going to be a client, and neither would he. So what I did is I turned to Lois, and I said, Some of these annuity concepts are a little complicated. I can take a little time if you want me to, to explain it more in detail, if if that will help you feel more comfortable. Would you mind? She answered. I'd love to, I said. Then, turning to Glenn to see his reaction, it occurred to me that the best advocate for this product was really him. (laughs) He understood the product. He seemed interested in moving forward, and he clearly wanted his wife to feel good about the decision. So I turned to Glenn, and I said, Hey, Glenn, since, since you were in the business, you probably understand the details pretty well. Could you, could you feel free to jump in? Jump in with any thoughts at any time, if I'm missing something, I said. Glenn gave me a smile and nodded while patiently waiting to, to add specific details to my explanation. <laughs> and by now, I'm, I'm sure that you are getting kind of a clear picture of personality-based selling when it comes to working with a couple. Lois was feeling respected, and Glenn was feeling worthy, authoritative, because he wanted to help Lois, and he wanted to help me close the sale. You see, at the end of the presentation, it was time for me to close, close the client couple, but one close wouldn't do. No, I needed to close each of them. Each needed to be closed in their own language. So let's jump into what I did. Glenn, can you see how this investment vehicle can help you accomplish what you need to have a better retirement? Yeah, I can see how that'll work, he confidently replied. Hey, Lois, are there any other questions that you might have about this investment vehicle? About anything? I asked. No, she said. 
Do you see how this investment vehicle can help you feel a little more comfortable down the road? Because, well, knowing that if anything happens to Glenn, you'd still have that minimum death benefit that we talked about, regardless of what happens in the market. Immediately, she looked at the recommendation and smiled, and she said, I feel comfortable with this. She turned to her husband, who had been patiently awaiting her response. He looked at me and decisively said, you know, let's do it. And I pulled out the paperwork when we started. And that is personality-based selling to the client couple. And that's how you speak the couple's language. Strategies for adjusting your personality style. Now, adjusting your personality type to connect with a client is not an exact science, but it is a very useful art form in making that long-term advisor-client connection. See, being able to adjust to a couple who usually have two polar opposite personality types takes another level of sophistication. But you can accomplish it, just like I did in that story. Let me break down what to do in order to master connecting with two people at the same time. It really comes down to this. The first step is to understand the four core personality types. <laughs> the second step is to have an awareness of your own personality type. So you have to understand yourself because this will play a factor. And we're going to talk about that in a second. The third step is to be able to identify the client couple or prospects personality types. <laughs> the fourth step is to know how to adjust your personality type to make a better connection with each of them individually. See, it's important for you to know your strengths, your challenges, and the various strategies that you would do when it comes to closing the client couple. And the fifth step is to know how to weave the conversation in a pattern which doesn't isolate one member of the, the couple, but connects with both of them. And that's what I did in the previous story. I kept toggling between both of them with questions and speaking their language. And the final step is to close each of the client's based on their own personality style. In other words, speak their language. So let's take a look at one step here, the fourth step, adjusting your personality type to make a better connection. And typically, the saying goes, opposites attract, and I believe it's true. And as a financial advisor, I have found, because I was in production for years, I have found that this is true in more cases than it's not. You see, when a couple comes in and sits down with you, typically, they have polar opposite types. And get this, there's a certain pattern to this. And here's what I mean. Lois and Glenn, commander and relator, that is a common pattern. The other pattern is an organizer and energizer. Now, I'm confident that somewhere in some relationship book, someplace, it explains why. Opposites attract. But regardless of that, what I'm trying to do is help you to understand what to get ready for and how to uh, apply personality-based selling to both of them. See, the challenge is that there's a third person in that room. That's you. <laughs> and so the challenge is you have to tone you down sometimes in order to make that connection. And your communication skill sets can either make or break your career. So in order to fully understand how to adjust your personality style to the person or the couple that you're talking to, you need a great tool. Well, I created it. It's called the Personality-Based Selling Matrix. And that's what we're going to talk about next. 
Now, I know you can't see this, but I want to kind of explain what this tool looks like. You can find it in my book, but and you can email me and I'll send it to you along with the white paper. But here's what it looks like. It's just an Excel spreadsheet. Man, the Excel spreadsheet has a column for you, your personality type. Now, I've mapped it out so that there are all four personality types on that one column. The commander, organizer, relator, and energizer. Now, the next column is the client commander. And what I've got in there, in that column, is all the strengths, the challenges, and the strategies that you would do based on your personality type for whoever you're sitting down with that's a commander. And then the next one is the same thing, except it's for the relator, the client relator. So we've got strengths, challenges, strategies in each personality type for the relator. And I do it again in the next column for the organizer and the final column for the the energizer. So in order to make sure that this doesn't turn into an hour podcast, I'm going to go over what we did with Lois and Glenn. Now, let me explain what this tool, the personality-based selling matrix, looks like for Lois and Glenn. On the first column, I'm the energizer, the advisor energizer, energy-driven. Here's the interesting thing. I have a little bit of commander and relator in me, and we all have all four of this in us. So sometimes when you tap into that side of you that is more results-driven or feelings-driven or accuracy-driven or energy-driven, you can make that connection even easier. But let me explain what I'm looking at. So I'm the advisor, and I'm an advisor that's an energizer, and I'm speaking to Glenn, the commander. So let's talk about what the energizer, the advisor energizer, would do in a situation if he or she sat down with the client commander or the prospect commander. Glenn, for that matter, in the story. The strengths, challenges, and strategies. And then we're going to talk about sitting down with Lois or the prospect or client relator. Their strengths, challenges, and strategy that you do with that person if you're an energizer. So me, when I'm sitting down with Glenn, the strength was the commander tends to have a secondary role source, which is an energizer. So He's picking up on me being an energizer. So we have something in common because he's probably got a secondary role, role, which is an energizer. But here's the challenge. The challenge is me talking too much. The challenge is me staying focused. And the challenge is not wasting his time or her time, depending on who the commander is. You see, the strategy would be to uncover the needs, reduce the small talk, appeal to his or her ego, the commander's ego, show competency, and defer to the client. And that's what I did by asking him to jump in with any details and to defer to the client to make buying decisions. So stop post-selling the presentation. Instead, ask them to make the decision. And in this case, in the story, I asked him to help me close when it came to Lois. Now, let's take a look at the client relator, or in this case, Lois. You see, my strength with Lois is the relator, her, tends to appreciate friendly, happy, enthusiastic people, which just happen to be energizers. So she picked up on that. Here's the challenge, my challenge that is not hers, for me to slow down, to check in with her feelings. And that's what I did in the story. Now, here's the strategy. Uncover the needs. Same thing with with Glenn. But in her case, uncover the needs and use feelings-based questions 
and gently ask for the order, not aggressively. So I don't want to scare her away. Instead, I want to find out how she feels and if she feels comfortable and ask that way in the close. Are you comfortable moving ahead? In fact, it could be a three-part close. Do you have any questions? Can you see how this can make sense? Are you comfortable moving ahead? The point is, this is just one of the four personality types that could be in the room, that came in. It could be that an organizer and an energizer come in next. And if that's the case, I want to make sure that I connect with the energizer, which will be easy, but don't push away the organizer, which is a little tougher sometimes. But I think you're starting to get this, that in order to really make that advisor-client connection with the couple, you have to know yourself and you have to know them and their hot buttons to hit and their cold buttons to avoid. The importance of speaking the couple's language. So I told you that we'd cover three things in this podcast. First, my speaking the couple's language story, so that you'd understand why I developed this process. Check, we did that. Second, strategies for adjusting your personality style, so you know how your personality affects others and what to do to make that connection. Check, we did that too. Now what we're going to do is we're going to talk about the importance of personality-based selling to others so that you know how to weave the client conversation. Let me explain what I mean. Now, if you think about it, like I had said before, typically opposites attract. So Lois and Glenn came in. They had polar opposite personality types. But that's just Lois and Glenn. I've had other people come in that had the other two personality types where I was very connected to one and not connected at all to the other. You see, when you put your heart into prospecting and you set the appointment and you have that initial meeting and you set the second appointment and you put together the recommendations and you sit down and you go through the entire presentation and you disconnect with one of the two that's sitting across the table from you, you don't get the sale. And as a result, one of them turns to the spouse and says, let's go home and think about it. And that's what happened to me. You see, I literally had this happen in a presentation with an energizer, the husband, and the organizer, wife. And I went through the entire presentation and she was looking for details and he didn't care about the details at all. And I remember what happened at the end when I asked for the order. I looked at him and I said, so what do you think? Do you think you want to do it? And he said, sounds good. Let's do it. And she turned to him right away with an angry stare and said, why don't we talk about this in the car? Well, they're probably still in the car because I never heard from them after that. Or, or maybe that's all she had to say. So what happened? They left. And I thought to myself, I don't get it. He was in. Why wasn't she? Well, how could one prospect love these recommendations and the other hate them? The reason is, is that I was only speaking to the energizer and not to the organizer. See, the organizer couldn't understand. I mean, she probably understood the recommendations, but it wasn't about understanding the recommendations. It was about her understanding me, or more likely, me understanding her. You see, since these two people had polar opposite personality types, it's no wonder why I basically hit one hot button and hit the other cold button. <laughs> so, what do you do? 
Well, think of it this way. I want to explain a process that I call weaving the client conversation. So think of it this way. You're sitting down with a couple, or in this case, in this story, picture this. You are literally playing ping pong with a couple. (laughs) Now, back to Lois and Glenn, I'm the energizer and I'm on one side of the ping pong table and Glenn and Lois are on the other. If I hit the ball over to Glenn right away, in other words, in the conversation, I ask a question, so what brings you in today? And he hits the ball back and he says, well, we came in here because I exercised some stock options. I paid a lot of taxes. We don't want to pay taxes as this grows and we want to retire in seven years. And I hit the next ball back to him. So tell me a little bit more about where you want to be in retirement. How much do you think you need? And I don't play the game with her. I don't hit the ball back to her. How long is it going to take before she doesn't want to play? Not very long. She's going to leave. So how do you weave the client conversation? Here's how you do it. You ask a question right away. And you see which one answers. (laughs) it's probably the dominant one. That one answers. And then you check in with the other one in their language, if you've already identified their language. And you ask that person a question in their language. How do you feel about that? That's what I did with Lois. I asked her how she felt about everything that he said. And she answered. Well, good. It's okay, I guess. See, when we start hitting the ball, or in this case, the ball is the the conversation, asking questions to one and then toggling it to the other and back and forth. What we're doing is we're keeping everybody in the conversation. Now, if I tone down me and I (laughs) crank up the side of my personality that connects with them, it's not going to take long before they both feel connected. That is weaving the client conversation. And that's what you have to do in order to make that connection. And that is how you speak the client's language. Now, before we go, I'd like to tell you one last story. It's a story about you. (laughs) In fact, it could be your next success story. So you really have two choices. First, you could choose to disregard this information and go back to thinking the way you did before you listened to this podcast that there's no such thing as personality-based selling, or maybe you've never heard of it, and there's no such thing as speaking the client's language, much less applying it. Or second, you could use this podcast as a stepping stone for not only information, but for real transformation. And here's how. Step one, go back and listen to the previous podcast. You're going to learn a lot from that. Step two, determine what your core personality type is, You probably have already figured this out. Step three, email me for the white paper on speaking the client's language. I'll send it to you. Step four, request a free coaching session. That way you'll really get this down, and we may talk about several challenges that you have besides this and the solutions that have worked for other people. And step five, apply what you learn. (laughs) You see... If you really want to make a real advisor-client connection, you need a coach to help you do that. And I've been doing that for advisors, agents, wholesalers, branch managers, and even agency managers since 2004. And 
They've had tremendous success. So can you. See, when you do that, you'll truly know how to speak the client's language. And you will have success, too. Well, thank you for listening to this Advisor Solutions podcast. If you liked what you heard, please be sure to subscribe so you can listen each week. Also, check us out on the web at advisorsolutionsinc.com. And finally, if you like what you heard and you want to know more about the Advisor Solutions Group Coaching Program or the Advisor Solutions Individual Coaching Programs, please email me at dan at advisorsolutionsinc.com. I would be happy to set up a free coaching session if that's what you'd like. Again, that's dan at advisorsolutionsinc.com. Please join us next week as we help advisors and agents build a better business, one solution at a time. Thank you.